Go Big 12 or go home. I'm Brandon Shanahan. Joined, as always, by Iowa Broadcasting legend Drew Russell. Uh, braving the elements in the in middle America right now. How much snow did you end up getting up there? Uh, at least, uh, I think about six, seven inches. Maybe a little bit more. Feels like more. Uh, yeah. The first big snow of the year. And uh, I always enjoy the first big snow of the year yeah. anytime, Brandon. I think it's great. Uh, it's pretty nice weather-wise, only mid-high 20s, uh, which is great. Uh, but, you know, it'll get to you after a little while. But uh, it's beautiful right now. It's been a nice uh, needed yeah. snow for sure. Yeah, it's always, uh, especially the first one, because it's kind of exciting. You know, you might even get a finagle a snow day or two. Um, get out of some extra responsibilities one way or the other. But then, ah, oh, man, after that is, is where it drove me out the wild. Like, like, a, like tomorrow seems like it would be a nightmare. Oh, yeah. No, Definitely 100%. Uh, but, hey, you enjoy There's just something about that very first day that you just, it's just scenic. It's calm. People, I mean seem to appreciate a little more i feel like driving yeah. people actually take their time a little bit more i can make the argument that first snow day some are aggressive but um sooner or later brandon that beautiful dirt slush is going to be just around the corner on the side you of the roads you. and uh boy there's not not a better sight in america than seeing a big pile of snow next to your local fairway no kidding no kidding <laughs> Turn into a block of ice at some point. I remember kids be like, "Oh, a big pile of snow! Let's jump into it." You're not going anywhere. It's I know not it's, gonna, it, it's not going to go how you think it is. No, it never does. Like that ice, ooh, that you know. And sometimes that snow looks so powdery. We got some pretty good powdery snow, yeah. so I can't complain about that whatsoever. But yeah, when you get that those ice chunks and it just it just accumulates with dirt, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's nasty. But there is something to be said, like as it's snowing and as it's starting to accumulate, how like well, when it's soft and white, it just absorbs noise, and then everybody's inside, and it's just quiet. Even in the, yeah. the, the most uh, noisy areas, that can be. It's just there's just such a hush, and it's a yeah, it's as beautiful as it gets. Yeah, no, you're dead right about that. Like it was, you know, midnight last night in my apartment complex, Ooh. and. I mean, it's just dead silent yeah. outside. And you just open the door. I didn't open it for long, but, you know, for about 30 seconds, I just stood outside. There's just all this whirlwind snow falling out of the sky. It's just accumulating on all these cars outside, accumulating on the grass. And it's just this eerie, beautiful silence that it's so tough to explain. And uh, usually we get this around, you know, December or even sometimes earlier so a little later this year in January but there's just something really beautiful about a snowfall mm-hmm. um like that we're just you know the world stops it feels like even if it's just for a few hours and there's also something to be said about it you know being in the the, the mid 20s because it's not crazy unbearably mm-hmm. cold where it, it just it hurts to be outside so you can kind yes. of enjoy it a little bit more yeah, I mean, you can do winter sports. Like, you can go outside, and if you want to snowball fight, build a snowman, all that, it's perfect. Like, yeah. it, mid, mid-high mid 20s is great, especially great. if you have lack of wind. It's perfect. If you want to ski or, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to do, snowmobile or do something outside like that, like, mid-high 20s is great. 
Uh, but when it's zero or negative, like, he's like, I'll, uh, I'll catch the next one. Yeah, you're just like, my car better start. Yeah. You know, when I, you know, if I'm walking out of work or walking out of a game, because yeah. if it doesn't, this is going to be an interesting, uh, interesting night. So that battery better be working this time of year. Man, and, you know, for probably, so let's say it's been a total of about three years for probably the first year, year and a half. Uh, I lived in Iowa. I didn't have heat in my car. That's bananas. Yeah. I, I don't even know how. I mean, it was, it was gritty. That, and, like, yeah, that is all gritty. The, all the, the, the road work we, you know, we had to do in our industry. I mean, it was. That's some cold nights. Yeah, it's a cold. That's nights. some cold nights. But you, I give you a lot of credit. You have more guts than I do. I got, got after I, 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 for some reason, I remember it the worst when. Oh, I, I, I know why it used to be so bad because in college I lived about a half hour away, and I would volunteer for like for any radio shift I could on, which would sometimes be like the, the four to eight slot. And boy, getting out when it's you know less than ten degrees, freezing, have a half hour drive with no heat. Um. Because yeah, I know in Washington, in Washington, I just walked to work. That wasn't ever a bad deal, and it wasn't yep. sport, so it wasn't on the road. Uh, and then I think I, I must have gotten it fixed by the time I got to Perry, because that's when you know the road trip started settling yeah. down you know, through Center and Company. So I don't remember too many cold drives there outside of the normal drives, but yeah, it was no, a, I, it was gritty. Yeah, grittier than me. No, if it was a. Uh... Cold, uh, you know, usually like basketball, for example, we were pretty lucky that, you know, we could sit in a warm environment the entire game. Even if it was cold outside, you didn't have heat. You still feel like you could heat up in a gym. And if you had enough layers, you could hang in there. But I mean, I've, you know, I've definitely called a few football games in my life. And I've called a couple outside as well, Brandon, mm-hmm. that uh, if I didn't have heat afterwards, uh, it had been, uh, been killing me. I've been calling a game one time down in Pella. Uh, I had to sit outside the entire game about 15 degrees on a metal bleacher. Um, that was blasted 86 the entire way back uh, to Des Moines. Yeah. Um, so that was the only way, only way yeah. I could make it. So I was chattering yeah. teeth as I was eating a Dutch letter. So it's brutal. You know, you fi- find a way. You find, you find a way. way. As I would say. You um, find a way. I, I had a couple of those where I had like a, like a couple of layers of ski mask going on. Like I, I probably sound like shit. But it's the only way. You have to do whatever it takes to be a broadcaster. Uh, and sometimes you throw into pretty tough situations and can't complain. You find a way. People, you know, hey, if you got sponsors paying for ads, you've got to find a way to get on the air. Uh, if you don't, then you got to talk to the big boys upstairs. And uh, you don't want that. No. I mean, that's uh, – that's, uh, you, you don't want to be going up that way. You know, you want to just be mm-hmm. staying at where you're – yeah, of course. Yeah, no, you definitely, uh, you definitely want to make sure you're getting the word out. No one's ever going to debate that. Mm-hmm. Got to be the one to count on sometimes. Mm. That goes a long way. Well, I'll tell you what. You know who else was counted on, Brandon Shanahan? How about the uh, Big 12 and bowl season for certain teams? So I feel like we had a mixed bag of results at the end of the day for, for Big 12 uh football and bowl season we had some really nice wins i felt came more in the early portion of the bowl season because we were both riding high on our last uh mm-hmm. podcast yeah, but after that um 
kind of found some, uh, dare I say, uncertainty in terms of final results with Oklahoma losing, Iowa State losing, and of course, Texas losing to, to Washington. Um, still doesn't take away from an entertaining Big 12 season, yeah, but uh, kind of a disappointing end to a bowl season that went under a lot of scrutiny, I may add. People seem to be more angry at it than maybe previous years. It's always gotten some flack, but uh, but I, can't, I also have to say, let's give a big shout out to the Pop-Tarts Bowl, Kansas State, a champion, I and that was the best that. moment. That was the best moment of uh, probably the Big 12 Bowl season, one of the top moments in general Bowl season, was uh, that giant Pop-Tart mascot just going into this big oven, and then all of a sudden... This big thing comes out and they just start hammering this pop tart. It was it was a it was a great moment I got it in full game history. And that's 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 what I got. You know, I mean, and, and, and there's a yeah, and there's a lot of sentiment that's like, oh, bowl season's ruined. I'm like, no, not really. Now, granted yeah. that the, there's, and I don't know if this will. I don't, I don't think this will get any better with the the twelve team playoff. But you, when you watch these games, the guys on the field. This means a lot to them. Obviously, you, you have some stuff to clean up with the transfer portal, and you know you're, now it's a world where you know you're going to have a lot of opt outs. That's going to be you know unavoidable. I set up playoff games, but man, the guys on the field, whether it's you know seniors who are playing their last game with their team, or guy new guys who are coming in and, and trying to bring some spotlight on, onto their game and try to build some momentum going into the spring. It matters to these guys. You, you see these smaller schools, this group of five schools getting on network television. I mean, that, that's that's such a big deal mm-hmm. to, to guys like that and the programs like that. I I I didn't feel that at all this year. As I, I felt it some mm-hmm. when you look at certain matchups, but man, it, I still think it means so much to so many people. Yeah, and that's a it's a fair point. I you know the guys that played again. I thought. There was passion. There was energy for the guys that were there for, I'd say, the majority of the games. I I think the thing that stood out to me was fan bases didn't seem as dialed in for those mid-major bowl games that they did maybe 10 to 20 years ago and beyond. Um, And obviously the easy, um, yeah, I think a fair example um, you know, Arizona, Oklahoma, we previewed that a good amount. That was a very entertaining bowl game, a game in which Arizona won, which, by the way, sounds like uh, Oklahoma has some shipping to do all their former Big 12 uh, titles and stuff. Yeah. need to go to Arizona since uh, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, I, you know in ways. exactly. They, they got the SEC. They need room for their SEC trophy case. Um you know, what's interesting, though, about it is, you know, for OU fans, you know, they like I talked to quite a few and they said, you know, we don't care. It wasn't, you know, like this really wasn't our team. You don't have your starting quarterback. You're missing multiple guys from the transfer portal, uh, NFL draft, all that. Like, since they don't seem to care, like, why should I care? And that's whether that's fair or not for those, you know, kids uh, that are still playing, that is kind of a narrative, I think, amongst a lot of fan bases. And, you know, for OU, like 15, 20 years ago, you know, they said, look, like this game wasn't for a national championship. It wasn't for anything, but like 
that bowl loss in the Fiesta Bowl to Boise State, that still hurts like crazy. Like that yeah. loss was brutal. Um, like, and that's the difference. It felt like those bowl games 15, 20 years ago, even when those teams weren't playing for a national championship, bowl losses were horrible. I remember as a kid, like Iowa State played in a it was an independence bowl, and they're playing Alabama, which is hilarious. And Iowa State got hosed in the fourth quarter, and Alabama won. It was, I think, independence or humanitarian, whatever it was. And Iowa State fans were pissed for weeks. They were like, and and these were two six and six teams that faced each other, and they were mad. They wanted the winning season, and that's not the case anymore. It's just, oh, we went six and seven. Okay, hopefully we're better next year. And that's, I don't disagree with you. I just, I think fan bases care way less. Yeah, it's tough to say, and I wonder how much of that comes into the fact that Oklahoma lost. How like how much would they have cared if they had won? Maybe that's that changes. Maybe not. Um, it just doesn't feel not. like you know, like the wins don't mean as much. I mean, you know, Georgia pummels Florida State, uh, a Florida State team that did not resemble what it did during the regular season. Yeah, they won the Orange Bowl, Brandon. The Orange That's, Bowl traditionally is a big deal. Yeah. They didn't care at all. Well, we didn't make That's true. You know, like Mizzou, I don't like Mizzou. I don't ever hide that. They beat Ohio State. Yeah. Big win. I was down, you know, I've been in Mizzou or, you know, in Missouri visiting folks for holidays. And uh, I'll tell you what, Brandon, like, it kind of amazing the lack of, I'll even say regional coverage. On their victory. Like one local TV station was there. Local radio talked about it some, not a lot. But I was like, 15 years ago, this is a major deal that they're playing in the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State. But, you know, since Ohio State didn't have their starting QB, a top five wide receiver in the draft, all this. I think people are like, well, great win, great season. But like, it isn't what it was. And I think that's been the difference is those big bowl games, even those mid-tier bowl games, they felt like they meant more. But again, like if they're not playing a team at full strength, that win doesn't seem to matter as much. and It's more watered down. And I think that does affect the product. Yeah, it, it, it's a different thing. And I, I feel like we're, we're kind of starting to see that slope off because I, I think I feel like even recently, like winning a New Year's Six Bowl meant something or winning – a BCS bowl back in their time that meant something, even if it wasn't a national championship. And I think that's just getting affected by opt outs uh, more than anything. Cause I think it felt like there at least used to be tears where like you can still take pride in winning a, an orange bowl, right. a sugar bowl, a, a cotton bowl, classic Alamo bowl, like, even though kind of higher name, higher name games. Uh, and I don't know. And there's a, the, I, I think it's really going to separate the power five and group of five teams. Like I said, I feel like with the group of five teams, it still feels like it means a lot to them. And there's still a lot of, you know, impactful things like getting eyeballs on, on your program, on network television, stuff like that. And then you have, I, I feel like the teams that just get left out of the playoff moving forward. I, I think you're going to have a hard time really kind of getting up for those games. But then I think, you know, something, you know, also cool comes out out of that. Cause then you get a look at 
you know, some players for next year and maybe didn't get as much playing time next year or this year. It's just how you view things. Like, I, I think it was fun to see a lot of teams try, you know, new players, guys you don't usually see. I think that is a unique deal, but you know, I, I don't think bowl season was bad. I think I was more entertained by it than I'd say the average fan. I thought yeah. there were some really quality games, some I thought well played and well coached games that were that were interesting. But at the same time, um, you know, certain wins and certain losses. I think just in general to a general fan base, and I'm not ex- I'm not including the college football playoff. You know, I don't know if they they heard as much maybe as they once did. And you, United States is a country too, Brandon. It's built on playoff systems. Mm-hmm. It is amazing that the bowl game system has been as successful as for as long as it's has been. I mean, this has been going on for decades. And for it to never, you know, I mean, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL all have brackets and postseason play. It's not just, hey, this is your assigned game. Um, They have all of that. Same with NCAA basketball, which is, you know, you know, a little brother to college football in terms of the collegiate, uh, you know, model. And I mean, that's the most, um, you know, arguably thrilling tournament on the planet in terms of just the the chaos and that's a bracket style so Hmm. the bulls have done a lot of good for a lot of years i still think they're going to have a lot of productivity going forward um but you know there are going to be a lot of wrinkles and things to iron out with the new 12 team playoff but if you want to see more quality postseason football to put it bluntly i think a bracket style was the only option going forward and frankly more teams that make it, um, just there's going to be more interest. I agree. I agree. I, I also want to point out, I don't think it's the playoff that's killing off the Bulls. Uh, I think some people are kind of throwing out a correlation where, you know, before the playoff, bowl games are great. Yeah, but it's not the playoff. It, it, right. And, in fact, it might even be worse because now we have four teams in a competing for a national championship as opposed to two. So those two teams that didn't make it are likely going to suffer from the same kind of consequences that teams these days are, as far as um, NFL opt outs and, you know, the transfer portal still, still around. So, um, it, it, so I, I don't think that's it. And I I just think that there's gotta be a way. And it's unfortunate because I don't necessarily trust the people who are making these decisions, Mm-hmm. But there's got to be a way to to keep both of these in harmony, because I think that there's still plenty of value in in bowl mm-hmm. games. But also we have you know a larger national championship picture, which I think is great, and I think going to bring yeah. in a lot of dollars for you know the the decision makers. But you know I, I I just hear a lot of sentiment like those two can't exist or coexist, yeah. and I I think that there's a way. We just got to figure out a little bit. Yeah, it's going to take talent, and but I, they shouldn't get rid of bowl games. Not even I'm not even remotely saying that because there's still a lot of good for them. And I think many teams still enjoy being a part of bowl games. I wouldn't be in mind if bowl games were a little more difficult to get into, uh, just from a you know if they were able to cut some of those games down. You know, if you said, "Hey, 
uh, if you're 500, you're not making it. Uh, you got to have at least seven wins or, you know, have a winning record, have all that. I do think it, it means something for sure. Um, so just definitely, I, I mean, you know, what incentives are out there? How do you draw eyeballs in? And is it possible? Viewership is ever changing. It's going to take some, uh, frankly, it's like sp- always sports. Uh, there's uh, two things in sports. You have passionate fans and fans you have to market towards. Uh, that's how you get eyeballs. And uh, they're going to have to get very creative with marketing ideas and hopefully a better product on the field as well. Yeah. And I, you know, I think one of the benefits that college football has that, you know, maybe not oh, any other sport has is, is the ability to be creative and, you know, kind of it, it increased the, the marketing, like the pop tarts bowl this year. It was awesome. Fantastic a beautiful piece of, of marketing creativity and, you know, adding a little extra pizzazz to a game that, you know, translates to, to internet news and interest and intrigue. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be talking about the pop tart guy for a long time for better or for yeah. worse. So I, I think that's got to, I, I think that's got to serve as an inspiration to, to those folks to really maximize things. Yeah. That's going to be the key going forward for those games. And again, um, to put put it bluntly, I think it's exciting that we are getting a bigger, you know, we're going from three games uh, to 11 games for the college football playoff, which is very exciting. But, you know, there's still a lot of time in between those games. People, I always say from December 26th through, you know, New Year's, that is a great time for college football to really showcase their talent. And I think they... You know, not that I'm against bowl games and they don't really do them after New Year's anymore or not as much. Um, but I would be more obsessed with trying to find a way to kind of, you know, not have any bowl games or limit bowl games before Christmas. See if you could do more of a, you know, try to do it all within that one week. And even though you might have to put some games on an ESPN2 or something, I think it'd be interesting just to have more of a, hey, there is football on two channels, three channels all day for five, six days. I do think that would that would generate some interest because there are, you know, there are some Americans at home that maybe have a few days off between the Christmas and, uh, you know, the New Year season. Yeah, lots of folks trying to burn that last PTO before the end of the year. Mm, have to. You have to. Uh, you cherish that PTO, Brandon. That's what I always say. Uh there's some companies that are really good with that stuff, and there are others that um, they're a little more stingy. Um, there's no doubt about that. So you always take it, folks. Don't always leave it. it. I don't care. I don't care if you think it's helping the company. You take that for you. Take yep, that PTO. Take that. Use it. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. there we go. Simple. We're a very pro-worker podcast. Yeah, here we go. Let's be real here. Yeah, take that PTO. <laughs> good night. Even if you have to cram it all in in, in December, lots of bowl games. Yeah, lots of bowl games, lots of bowl games. Let's cram it all in there. Get that PTO, ladies and gentlemen. But um, again, there's going to be some interesting things going forward, Brandon. I think with just how do they find ways to keep eyeballs interested? And this is more of an off-season podcast discussion too uh, on this next part. But again, viewer habits are changing. College students are Gen Z kids. I feel old talking like this to an extent, but like Gen Z kids are not watching team sports as much. Um, that viewership is really taking a steep decline, which is kind of interesting to me that they're not as interested. We'll see if that continues. And if that's the case, 
you know, not just college football, but what a league's going to do to try to generate interest in that going forward. So that that uh, definitely is something that will be interesting for sure. And I, I think the number one thing, and you can't really manufacture this in a boardroom or a production meeting or marketing meeting, is is having good football on. And I think we got very blessed with that this year, especially with the college football playoff. We've had some bad playoffs in, in the past as far as blowouts goes. Um, but this year, um, this is our first episode since the semifinals were played. Um, what a what a what a range of games that we got. We got what felt like a defensive battle, one, one where you're sitting on the edge of your seat every single drive because any mistake, any score, you know, could be the thing that flips it. You know, thought that we were going to get a, a safety on that last uh, last punt return on uh, on Michigan's behalf, um, which would have, I mean, that would have been the most insane ending since the kick six um, also involved Alabama in that game. Um, and then it felt like the later game kind of had to catch our breath beforehand, but I mean, it felt like the more shootout Washington built a big lead. Texas storms back has an opportunity to, uh, to win the game after having a second put back on the clock. Not a fan of that. Um, to be honest, I, as soon as I saw Sark throw up the one, just immediately picturing Mac Brown and the 09 Big 12 championship game. The mm. image that still burns in my mind and uh, still a, a regular, you know, topic in on the therapy couch. But what a, what a fantastic college football semifinal game, both coming down to the last play of the game. I crack up, Brandon, that that, that was the, my first thought, too. I'm not even a Nebraska fan. But when they added that one second back, I thought, you got to be kidding me. Here we go. We're, they're gonna, I was pretty convinced they were going to score. I was had no doubt in my mind. And that um, – we'll start with the Texas-Washington game because that was a great game. Um, and I know Washington doesn't end up being the national champion, but they were a good football team, really good. Real good football uh, team. Penix and those wide receivers – uh, probably the best unit in the entire country when it comes to just QB to wide receiver play. And I know they didn't have a great national championship game, but that Michigan defense was pretty solid against everybody that they played this year. And they were pretty good against Washington too, but man for Texas, pretty gut wrenching loss. It felt like a winnable game. They had the home crowd advantage. Um, not that they had bad QB play, but Quinn Ewers, I think, had a game that he probably wished he could play a little bit better. Um, you know, no question there. Their defense, you know, did a nice job with that run game of Washington and was able to slow that down enough. But, yeah, really struggled on that pass coverage. And, again, Washington's quite good. But a missed chance. It felt like they were really out of the game, not a chance anything was going to happen. But. You know, Washington running back gets hurt, Brandon. All of a sudden, an unexpected, you know, time stops. And what should have been about five seconds on the clock turned into 45. And give them credit. They got down the field. They get into the red zone. You're thinking there is legit life. But uh, Washington had one final play in them. But for Texas, concludes a great year, a year in which they had many doubters, myself included. Um, I definitely, yep. I mean, you and I are both in the same boat, Brandon. I didn't think Steve Sarkeesian could get it done. And he did in terms of winning a conference championship, getting his team back in the college football playoff, which or not even back in the college football playoff, excuse me, getting them to the college football playoff for the first time in Texas history. Um, they didn't get what they wanted was the national championship, but they can't complain. It was a great year. And for, um, 
changing a narrative from two years ago of them and Oklahoma are in serious trouble uh, going into the SEC. Texas has set themselves up, especially if Quinn Ewers comes back. Even if he doesn't, Arch Manning will be a very uh, intriguing QB prospect, and he'd actually be an iconic QB for year one of the SEC. But um, they're well positioned in the SEC to go in there and immediately compete and get double-figure wins. I I would be surprised next year, especially with the expanded playoff. It was just four again. Uh, I'd have some doubts just based on the uh, competition they're going to see at times. But um, with the 12-team playoff, I'd be a little surprised if Texas doesn't make it back next year. I think so, too. I mean, they're losing a lot of talent, but it seems like they've really built the program up the right way into a point where, where they can't have sustained success. And, you know, for me, it was a big point of like, you know, I, I think they're going to be pretty talented. I think they're going to be um, well coached. I think they're going to win a bunch of games, but it's just, you got to see it. I got to see it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the same thing about Florida State. Now, both of those teams, are like, all right, I've seen it now. You know, now, now I can believe. Now I have faith that they're going to go in and have sustained success. And mm-hmm. I also think, um, I mean, maybe not. Um, with Texas so much, but I think it would be very funny if uh, Oklahoma and Texas go into the Big 12 or go into the SEC and just dominate as Big 12 teams. Yeah. That would be really easy for, for my pro Big 12 agenda. Oh, yeah. No, and I mean, that's not impossible. They could definitely do I think Texas is better positioned, but OU, they're going to compete. I I always will say that. They're going to compete, and it will be interesting to see, but for Texas, a pretty tough loss, and you know, for teams and programs to say, hey, you know what? There's always next year. We'll be back. That's never a guarantee. Um, I don't no. care who you are. Not everybody is. I know Alabama's kind of gold standard right now, but even they've, you know, they lose this year. And even though they have won a lot, no one's ever going to feel sorry for them based on all the situation they lose. But hey, 20, 30 years from now, Nick Saban's going to be retired. Um, I think eventually. And- they might even they might not be at the same standard of success, and those are the type of games, uh, you know, they're in their loss to Michigan where they're thinking, "Dang, we wish we got that." Like, you know, if you have a chance to win it, I don't care. Um, you know, New England Patriots fans, look, they've won more than enough this century. No one's going to deny that. But at the same time, there are certain games like or teams that they're just like, man, they get. Uh, more heartbroken over that than maybe more excited over those wins. Like that's the, you always remember the losses um, oftentimes more than the wins. Yeah. So for Texas, it's a missed chance. Doesn't mean that they don't have future chances ahead, but this one, you know, I thought was a winnable game for them and they were close. It came down to one play. Washington, I thought was the better team though. The most of the night and, and definitely deserved the victory. No question. I agree. It felt like a good matchup. And then as far as, uh, you know, the national championship goes, uh, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that we didn't get a, a, a bit better of a, of a game. Oh, and I know Michael Penning's got beat up uh, pretty bad. Yeah, um, uh, yeah just a, How about, a how about just the bizarreness of the I, – I, I got to talk about some of the visuals that we saw at the game this week, Brandon. Uh, first off – Love that John Harbaugh was late on his flight. <laughs> and instead of just going to the stands, he goes down onto the field middle of the game to give his brother a hug. That killed me. I thought I was like, this doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, 
this just does not happen that a coach will just walk like onto the sidelines, but it happened. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you get a little bit more uh, more cachet when you're a Super Bowl winning head football coach. Yeah, I feel like he gets away with that because I think if he was like just an average brother, like that did wasn't yeah. known housewise, like people would be like losing their minds. They'd be like, doesn't yeah. they know that like stay off the field and let his brother coach? But you're right, since it's, he's a Super Bowl winning coach, his Ravens are the one seed. No one thinks twice. They're just like, well, yeah. And yeah. the Harbaugh family is a unique family. Like they're they're chaos. Like a lot of characters. I don't know if you saw that clip of his parents after they beat Alabama. That there was this viral clip on on Twitter that they were talking to his mom and dad. Which, by the way, Brandon, you need to take a look at the photo of Jim Harbaugh's dad because Just this like, dude it literally an exact match. Looks it like is, in twenty five years he will look exactly like it. No I question. Saw somebody posting like, "There's no way this is actually his dad, and not just Jim Harbaugh dressed as an old man." Yeah, I, it was a unbelievable replica, and and but they were like him and his mom were just doing all these chants for ninety seconds to this interviewer, and I was just bursting out laughing. I'm like, I get where Jim like becomes who he is. Like these, like he's exactly like these people. It's hilarious. So, I mean, the visual between, you know, John Harbaugh walking on the field, giving a hug. Also, a big shout out to former Indiana coach Tom Crean getting some much needed love last night. He was in the front row in a Michigan uh, blazer, which killed me because I guess he's married to Harbaugh's sister. So that was an unexpected twist I did not know. So just just some good visuals. Uh, hilarious stuff. The Harbaugh's... Um, what a weird season for Michigan, but one um, they're going to remember for a long time. They're winners. Whether that counts long-term remains to be seen, but uh, they went 15-0, Brandon, and uh, they, they, got, they made it count. Okay, some technical difficulties, but we're back. Yeah, uh, what, a, what, a, what an interesting family. And every time that Jim Harbaugh speaks, because I, I feel like we've gotten to a point where coaches are so well coached in how to talk to the media and how to choose your words carefully and and this and that. But with Jim Harbaugh, that goes out the window. I mean, you don't know, sure. you don't know what you're going to get. And I, I, I don't think anything crazy to Jim Harbaugh standards came out, but definitely a, a couple of tidbits. Oh. Yeah, I I fully agree with that. Like he again, they are just he's a fascinating man. He, you're either gonna love the guy or he's gonna rub you the wrong way. But it seems anybody who's played for him, they're all in. But this guy Brandon missed six games this year, six of fifteen games, and they won, uh, based yeah. off of two different suspensions for different things. And um, I'm not sure we will ever see that again in college football for a national championship team. I, I don't know. I doubt it. No. We'll see, but I doubt it. I mean, what a year. I mean, you get an extra six Fridays um, in the fall to go spend with the family, go maybe do some uh, pumpkin patches yeah. the, the first week, you know, go see some Christmas lights um, towards the, the end of the season and, you know, enjoy some family time. And then you come back, win a national championship. Yeah. Yeah, against a future conference foe. Against a future conference foe. No kidding. 
Um, does this championship get an asterisk for the cheating scandal? I think it eventually does. But, like, I don't – like, Michigan is so, like – I love how – how many programs are there in college football where it's us versus the world? Well, I, That could be for a future episode, but, like, how – because there's, like, a lot of college football programs, like, well, it's us against – like, everybody hates us. Yeah. And now Michigan, to justify it, it is pretty easy to hate Michigan. Very easy to hate Michigan, but also they, they do it themselves. Right. It's not a – Yeah. It's your right. cheating that we're all upset about. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. And that they're just going to use that narrative, though, of, well, it's us against the world. Yeah. They hate us. So they do whatever. I mean, Connor Stallions, that dude was getting free drinks. So, like, you know, come on yeah. now. I mean, I, I mean, they love the guy. It's part of the us against the world deal. I don't know. I mean, but it's a – I'll give them credit. It was a great run in terms of – uh you know, beat a good Alabama team. They beat a good Washington team. Not saying their postseason run wasn't justified. How you view the rest is up to you. But, um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to make it long term. But then again, when you talk about USC and those Pete Carroll teams, people seem to remember uh, more of the product on the field and the uh, all the wins they got. And, uh you know, we've changed a lot if Reggie Bush doesn't have a Heisman for, what, taking some off-campus housing and like a thousand bucks. We've changed a lot, Brandon. Things are things are a little different these days. A little bit different. I saw Caitlin Clark on my television today. So, uh, as a as a spokesperson for State Farm, I saw that. Yep. Uh, the different world that we're living in. You know, ob- objectively, I, I don't think there should be an asterisk. Obviously, Alabama or uh, Michigan addressed the things that they were accused of and disciplinary action was taken. And boy, I got to imagine they stopped doing that. I feel pretty good about it. feel pretty good that if they didn't stop, we would know about it. So I feel like championships pretty clean. However, I I do think it, it, it's just funny to me seeing how worked up Michigan fans Mm -hmm. are, are going to get to just throw out the, the asterisk soup, uh, the asterisk championship there. Yeah, I don't know if it'll count long term for uh, NCAA ramifications, but um, again, those fans don't care. That's going to always be a yeah, championship for sure, a championship to them. So um, it'll be interesting, though. Harbaugh, I know that the NFL rumors continue to be thrown out there. I don't know if it's going to come to fruition or not. But if he's going to make the jump, now is the time. For sure. I do feel pretty strongly about that. If he's going to make that jump, and I don't know if he's got anything left to accomplish in Michigan, I, I wouldn't blame him if he jumped back into the NFL for one final, one final opportunity with the right franchise. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. It feels like uh, it seems like a, he he's a guy who loves a good challenge and yeah. loves you know accomplishing new things. His brother's got a Super Bowl over him, so um, he's got to figure it out. No, no doubt about that. We got. I love that we got a little furry guest oh, in the yeah. background of uh, Brandon's camera right now. What a legend! He's crawling out of the fireplace, man. Never know he's ready, to talk, ready to talk Harbaugh. Uh, I'm going to call that cat Harbaugh from now on. Yeah, to, there we go. He's he, he's dialed in. He's like, well, actually, if you want to talk about Jim Harbaugh, talk but about yeah, Jim it, Harbaugh. It, and, and I feel like he's a, the, the chaotic energy of that family to where like John seems perfectly, you know, established, perfectly happy. You know, just having as much success as he can with his one spot. 
called him his home. But with Jim, you know, he, he came in to um, to Stanford, won a lot of ball games. Could he kept building up that program? Had that had that program humming. Goes to the NFL, has a lot of success there, pretty instantly. Uh, then once that, I don't know, kind of felt stale. Go, you know, why not go revamp and win a national championship at your alma mater? And now it feels like an opportunity to, to kind of go back and uh, and get after it. Yeah, the Baltimore yeah, coach, a lot of excitement. The, I, I... the Colts, uh, do they have a coach that they like? Are they getting rid of theirs? That would be an interesting. Uh, they, they got they got no, they got a new they got a new. Um, I can't think of Steichen. Shane Steichen. Oh, he's that's right. First year guy. Yeah, so they're yeah, good they're with him. The I think the the spot that would be interesting for him, the Chargers are interesting with Herbert. Yep. Um, I feel like that could be an interesting situation right there. Um, also the other one, the Raiders uh, make a push. Raiders are somebody to keep an eye on. The team I was really keeping an eye on, but they didn't fire their coach. Uh, was the Bears. I really thought yeah. the Bears were going to get rid of Eberflus. And they, as of right now, no plans to do so. And I thought, they get rid of Eberflus. You can't tell me Jim Harbaugh is not thinking, okay, I get first pick in the draft with QB, whatever I want. And then they do have a defense that's improving. They do have talent offensively. He played in Chicago like – he breathes, yeah. I feel like, Chicago. He fits that mantra quite well. I, It made sense, but as of right now, that's surely a hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. That would have been a rogue landing spot. And uh, I think that the one consistency with NFL coaches who have success is do you have a quarterback? And Jim Harbaugh at Chicago would have a plethora of choices for quarterback. He could stick with Justin Fields. You could trade for a veteran. You get a you know draft any guy that you want with that first overall pick. Um, you could trade back and get another guy that you like in the draft. So the uh, options are plenty. Justin Herbert's obviously uh, not a bad quarterback to to have your job dependent on either. The, I, I know they got an old expensive roster, so I don't know if that's a great landing spot short term. But I get Jim Harbaugh. You know, loves a good challenge. So. Hey, we'll find out for sure. We'll find out for sure. I do want to throw out, throw out, Brandon, before uh, we kind of wrap things up. I want to give a shout out to the 2024 way too early college top 25 uh, picks it's out for multiple websites. I'm going to go with ESPNs to keep it simple. Uh, they're everywhere. Pick a list. You can you pick everywhere. a list. Everyone's doing one. But uh, big, hey, Big 12's got some teams, though. They're, I didn't see any of the top 10. Utah's 13. They do have some love with Oklahoma State, Kansas State, um, Kansas, and Iowa State. So we'll be interesting to see um, just kind of how teams take advantage kind of of this offseason and the season going into next year. But, again, there's so much going on this offseason for the Big 12. They go to 16 teams next year. Going to create some chaos in football. Um, basketball right now is feeling the chaos of the 14 team league in both uh men's and women's hoops. It's uh, as Big 12 play has begun this last weekend and into this week, been highly entertaining so far. And I don't expect that to change. We'll dial into that in future episodes, but there's some good stuff on the way, Brandon. There's no question about that. Yeah, uh, well, less football related topic. Uh, Big 12. 
the new Big Twelve went six and three in a in bowl game. So, uh, it, it, get out those two losers in Oklahoma and Texas who couldn't win their bowl game. You bring in two teams like um, like Arizona and I'm trying to think who the other Arizona Arizona and Arizona and, and Washington won their bowl game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's right. So, um, so, but yeah, Big Twelve football is looking great, and we already knew that Big Twelve basketball is looking great. I already a couple of games in to the to the league season, and boy, we're already getting some treats. Houston and Iowa State. Uh, that's what we were looking for. That's what we've been talking about this whole time. As far as there's no nights off. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati and Texas going down to the wire. Even Texas going on the road. I mean, think oh, Cincinnati's not. The, the, yeah. They're not a top tier Big Twelve team. Doesn't matter. Well, they they're the playing like one right now, yeah. Brandon. They go they beat BYU, a ranked top fifteen team on the road. They're Cincinnati's tough. TCU very easily and should have won in Lawrence last Saturday. They fell short by two points. Houston was the last undefeated team. You talk about the win against Iowa State. Big Twelve hoops. Uh, you know it's. Um, it's brutal. It cannibalizes it's itself. You know, it is a really, really difficult, difficult conference. I might have to go watch the movie Hannibal Lecter or something along that in the coming uh, coming days just to get a feel for the Big 12 because it, it's brutal. Uh, it's brutal. It's it's unforgiving, but usually sharpens teams up. But um, gosh, I mean, shoot, just in the last, what, five years, they've got four four teams the conference that have won a national championship or played for a national championship in uh, winners in Kansas, Houston, Baylor, and a, and a finalist in Texas Tech. So this is a tough, tough league. And uh, the four new additions, um, BYU's top 15, Cincinnati is very stingy, and I think they're should be ranked. They're, they're really difficult. Um Houston is obviously just a dog. They, I know they got their first loss now, but they're final four good. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And even Central Florida, they're figuring out their way, but there's talent, and they're going to see. Oklahoma's what they can do had a had a lot of good wins so far. They're they're coming along. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're a lot better. They're tough. I mean, Texas is going to continue to battle. Um, this is a good conference, Brandon. We don't have to really build that. We don't have to give that away, but there's some good teams. Kansas state continues to roll. Baylor's having a comeback year after kind of a down year um, last couple. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays going forward. The men's have been great. Women's have had some pretty intriguing games and teams as well. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, Heck big 12 wrestling has been great too. So it's been a lot of good stuff and sports. The conference will be, Really, uh, for the first time, kind of starting in the coming weeks, Brandon, really starting to dig into some other sports a little more on a regular basis, which we're both really looking forward to. And, of course, we're going to throw our football conversations in because that's just guaranteed. But, yeah, yeah that's – I'm sorry. If we're not – it's tough to not talk <laughs> football at least once on a podcast. But Absolutely. Um, but, but that said, there are some really uh, interesting storylines, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. That it out. Um, last, uh, I guess I skipped over this part. Uh, the other thing I was disappointed with uh, national championship game wise, uh, no um, college football video game trailer. No new information there. Just come on, people! Like it's not hard. 
Like, get the trailer out. People want this game. Guys are getting paid. Get the revenue sharing plan in there and get it figured out. Okay. Jim Harbaugh agrees with me. So, like, I mean, he wants guys to get paid. Everybody's on board. It really is that simple. Boy, there there was some, uh, some, some, it felt like a substantial amount of rumors that we're going to get some information on the game, which would have made sense. I mean, use your, you know, the, the, the sports crowning, crowning day um, to promote the game. And that ne- never came through. Thought post game we were going to get it. And boy, if we, because uh, I was at a, I was at a sports book while this game was going on. If I guarantee you, Drew Russell, in anywhere in America where you're watching this game where Matt's people are interested in, if, commercials are just ea sports it's in the game whole place goes nuts it, it doesn't even matter what comes next just it, it the game's still happening maybe a mm-hmm. release timeline you know july 2025 or so oh, or 2024 you know maybe maybe sprinkle in some highlights of the national championship game that we just saw uh um, I mean, how great would that it's been? not hard guys i mean this is a i mean this is an easy money venture for a lot of people people want it also, it does kind of help increase, I think, interest in your product as well on the field. Like, people can play video games of this stuff. Like, people might be more like, oh, I'd like to watch that as well just on TV. So, mm-hmm. you know, missed opportunity branding-wise for a lot of uh, a lot of people. But, you know, that's why they get the paid the big bucks. Uh, and I guess that's why I'm here. You know, Brandon, it's maybe it's just that's as simple as that. And that's what we're here for. Maybe it's as simple as that. Oh, perfect, Drew. So that's all I had. Any final thoughts before we sign off for the week? Hey, everybody. Have a great week. You stay warm out there. And uh, Big 12 is going to continue to deliver some excellent content. And uh, NFL wildcard weekend, my final rant. I already ran into this to you off camera, Brandon. Get rid of streaming services exclusively on sports or try to limit it if you can Mm -hmm. i understand sometimes it's needed to have access to certain games but i'm bitter 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 come on playoffs you gotta make sure that's over tv any sport get that on tv do not hide that behind paywalls don't do that because guess what you're not gonna the for a lot of americans younger americans they're not gonna pay they're yeah. going to go find your favorite streaming websites online half across the world. And those have never been better compared to 15 years ago where they gave you a virus immediately. For so, 100% can confirm. So I'll tell you what right now, ladies and gentlemen, get any postseason games off streaming. That's all I've got. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs>